few. Yeah. There's what? the I guess we're on six, not counting like the old racist ones <laughs> from the 40s. Yeah, you mean we're like, on, like counting Donner as one? Uh, like starting with Donner? Yeah, starting with Donner. Yeah. Um, because the old ones, they, they don't count. Like mm. it's him punching Japanese stereotypes in the face <laughs> in the name of like freedom. I remember seeing little like the black and white TV snippets on Nick and Knight and stuff. Um, I don't know that I ever watched oh, the George then. Reeves version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they didn't really have the money to make it anything special or decent. Um, my favorite version of that is actually from The Rock's first appearance on Saturday Night Live. Okay. Um, he plays Superman in this sketch, and it's all in black and white, and he's sitting there at his desk, you know, typing his mild-mannered uh, reporter, Clark Kent, and you can clearly see the Superman costume underneath his outfit and everything, <laughs> and he's doing all the normal stuff where, like, uh, basically the joke is that everybody knows he's Superman, and they're fucking with him. Uh-huh. Like, so they'll stand near him and be like, hey, did you hear the old oil refineries on fire? And then watch him be like, oh, guys, I think I... Uh, left the oven on at home yeah that's it <laughs> and he leaves and they all laugh and he comes back and he's like oh they're there the oven was it was it was off it was fine everything's good <laughs> and it's just five minutes of them just fucking with superman <laughs> nice yeah it's really funny stuff um all right so yeah welcome back to refried reviews i'm john i'm jp and uh today we uh we 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 haven't recorded in kind of a while but uh i had this idea um that we should watch um 2005s yeah 2005s uh superman returns Mm -hmm. because there's a movie that came out last year that i hate Uh uh-huh like a lot Mm -hmm. called man of steel and i've been wanting to revisit superman returns um since it came out because you know superman returns kind of has this reputation for being bad Uh and uh i wanted to see how much that reputation holds up in light of the just huge destruction porn turd bomb we got um last year um it's a noble goal yeah, so that was that was that was why why we I I thought maybe we should we should revisit this guy. Um so yeah, when did you uh when did you see Superman Returns for the first time? I'm pretty sure I've seen it once in theater and yeah. that was it. Yeah, me too. I saw it at uh an IMAX on the North Shore of uh New Orleans um, cuz like, you know, New Orleans the uh the south uh end of town is the Mississippi River and then the north end of town is Lake Pontchartrain and there's a giant bridge that goes across the lake and then there's just other little towns and suburbs north of it mm-hmm. and one of those towns had an IMAX. Nice. And so we went up there and this was like the early early days of 3D where like this there was like they could only afford to make one scene 3d oh, and you know this, which yeah. scene they made 3d <laughs> in this movie mm-hmm. um and like little glasses would flash in the bottom of the screen <laughs> for you to put your glasses on and uh watch the thing so that's uh that, that, that was my experience with it and it uh i i liked it more than i did this time that time <laughs> um that's for damn sure um but yeah what what did you think of it the first time you saw it way back when <sighs> I mean, it, it's very telling that I haven't seen it since. Sort of, I've seen a few of the key sequences on YouTube mm-hmm. since, like, and if, if someone had never seen it, I'd show it to them or something. Yeah. Um, 
I guess maybe if we should jump a little further back, I'm just in general, like I, I enjoy Superman. I know the yeah. basic mythology. I never really read the comics. Um, I've seen the Donner ones, but probably not since I was a kid. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. So, I mean, like the uh, Clark jumping through cornrows and stuff. Like, I recognize yeah. some of the really emblematic uh, stuff that Brian Singer was trying to show. Yeah. But for the most part, I was flying blind in terms of backstory, yeah. in terms of all the homage kind of stuff. Gotcha. And the, so much of this movie is homage. Like... This movie's got a boner for Richard Donner's <laughs> Superman. Um, so when I when I walked out of the movie, um, I mean, I, I remember sort of thinking that it wasn't terrible, but not being terribly impressed with it. Mm-hmm. Sort of, it was too long and jumbled. And and uh, this time, uh, I mean, I've been hearing people bitch about it for every year since. Yeah. So I I sort of assumed I would have a, a more negative experience, and that's that's accurate. I I did not enjoy it at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is this is a first on Refrad Reviews, guys. This is the first movie that we've disagreed on, <laughs> um, because I think I do think Superman Returns has uh, some pretty big fundamental problems, but when it's on, I'm in love with it. Hmm. Like when it's having like it feels like Superman. Just more than maybe any Superman I've ever seen on screen. Hmm. Um, Because as great as Christopher Reeve is, and he's great, um, he's still limited by the technology of the time. Mm -hmm. And... I think this this is the first time we saw Superman who just wasn't. Um, it's bad, I think, that they don't, you know... I mean, the biggest complaint everybody had was, well, he doesn't actually fight anything. He just sort of lifts heavy shit. <laughs> and, like, that's kind of true in this movie. Um, but having... Now that we have another movie that is pretty much just punching... I should say I haven't seen that one just... So the discussion is clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that that one is all the punching you missed in this movie. <laughs> it's all in that movie. I have heard that. Yeah. Um, which which I think one of the big... One of my many, many complaints about Man of Steel is that it kind of represents an overcorrection from this film. Mm. Um, that, like, they were like, oh, they need, they want punching. We should just do all punching. Now, what's the opposite of emo Superman? <laughs> macho dick Superman, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's pretty emo in that movie, too, actually. <laughs> That's part of Superman's deal. He's emo, and he's kind of space Jesus. <laughs> I know that I know that you hate it. I know there's mass destruction, and I know that Ralph Garman always calls him, like, Super Hobo or something like <laughs> he that. Is, he does spend the first, like, hour as, a, as sort of a weird space hobo. <laughs> so I am looking forward to eventually seeing this movie and yeah. watch it all coalesce. Well, once, like, maybe maybe next year or something, we'll, <laughs> in, in a long time from now, I'll watch it again for, for the podcast. But sure. I don't want to do that again i already did dark knight rises for christ's sakes like are you just trying to send me out on a shooting spree (laughs) come on we can wait (laughs) um but yeah that's uh, the the point you make is really good that like one of the big reasons i enjoyed this movie as much as i did is because i really really like the donner movies Mm -hmm. uh you know one and two um and it's a lot of the problems this movie has, I think, can be recontextualized as, like, they stop being problems if you realize the tone he's going for mm-hmm. and the stylized universe. And I think that, like, part of, like, the you know, the conceit of, like, no one being able to figure out that Clark is Superman and all that shit, which is goofy. Um, but, like, in those Donner movies, you bought it because that whole world was more stylized. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas now we're used to a little bit, you know, it's a post Batman Begins world where everything's got a little bit more rigor to it. Um, 
and now that we live in that world with these kind of movies we you know we 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 uh we sort of expect that and it's a little bit jarring to go back to the more stylized form of comic book storytelling I was going to mention, this movie did feel a little bit between times. Mm. Like, sort of as you're saying with the visual style, everything was very sort of warm and yellow and had that almost like Mad Men look to it. Yeah. But there's like first generation flat panel TVs in the newsroom. There's a thrilling scene watching a fax machine beep. Like, (laughs) uh, it's just, it's in a very weird location where sort of as you're saying, like, by the Nolan ones... Like, cell phones are small enough they can sort of recede in the background and all that kind of stuff. Whereas this was... It was a little more awkward, I thought. I mean, I I didn't find that awkward. It was one of the things I liked, actually, was the production design of Metropolis. I kept forgetting that it was in the present. And Mm. then I'd see, like, oh, that looks like a a mid-2000s TV. Yeah, I mean, I would just, like... I I was just in comic book land the whole time. Like, you know, I I grew up watching Batman the Animated Series where they had supercomputers next to, like, old Edsels and shit. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty used to rolling with that. I was just like, okay, we're in a fantasy land. You know, and it made me feel a little bit like Metropolis has a sense of age to it. Like, yeah, we've got all this new technology, but these are old buildings. Mm -hmm. And we we appreciate our history, and we've just maintained this beautiful Art Deco architecture. um, Because it is... I'm sorry. It's yeah. gorgeous. No, it's a good-looking um, movie. Yeah, like, that's... One of the big things about it is, like, uh, I, I think all the problems I have with the movie are script issues, and the directing and the performances are really, really well executed. Will you I'm, give me the fax machine? <laughs> <laughs> that sticks out a little bit. I actually liked most of that scene. I liked... Including the, that an EMP went off next to it, and it kept working while the Daily Planet, you see the lights flickering and stuff? No, I didn't like that. Um, <laughs> well, it stopped Well, it stopped working, and it rebooted, um, and then it got unplugged by that henchman. Um, but, no, what I really liked in that scene <laughs> was... Scintillating. <laughs> Where's what the I, plug? Oh, fuck. <laughs> the henchman's holding it. <laughs> no, what I liked in that scene was the the weirdness of the henchman playing heart and soul with the little kid. <laughs> I really yeah. I really enjoyed that. That was... Because, that was, like, they're stuck here. Like, why not? You know? <laughs> that was... It, it probably was a funny reference to what real life would be more like. Yeah. Like, it, it's probably not a, a dark henchman that would stand there unmoving for hours. Like, it's yeah. just not how the world works. <laughs> yeah, he's he's collecting a paycheck. You know, he's got a weird <laughs> clown tattoo on the back of his head. And then he just sits down. And it was creepy and kind of cool. And, like, I didn't I didn't really know how to feel about it in kind of an exciting way. Mm-hmm. I liked that a lot. Anyway, I guess we'll, we'll go ahead and start recapping the movie. Because <laughs> um, we're already ten minutes in. Um, and anyway, uh, okay, so we start with, uh, with one of my favorite things to open a movie with, uh, text. I actually agree. I thought that uh, it's sort of missing in modern movies, especially mm-hmm. when everyone complains about the origin story. Yeah. To be yeah. like, here it is. Easy block paragraph. You're done. Yeah. My favorite uh, execution of the Superman origin is in uh, Grant Morrison's All-Star Superman number one. The first page is just four panels. And it's uh, it's four panels with four captions. And each caption's two words. It's like, uh, dying planet. And this should picture a Krypton. Mm-hmm. Uh, something like, uh, something strange visitor. And then, like, our protector or something. And it's like, a picture of Krypton blowing up. A picture of Jor-El and Lara putting Cal into the rocket. A picture of Mon Pa Kent finding him. And then a picture of uh, him as Superman. Nice. And it's like, look, we all know where Superman fucking came from. <laughs> You're not going to buy a Superman comic if you don't know. Here's everything you need to know. Let's just get on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, it does. While I do like that part of it, that it's just like, okay, he, he's been our protector. It leads over something. This it, it, it right there exposes the fundamental flaw of this whole movie, I think, which is, and then he left. Uh-huh. So that's the conceit <laughs> of this movie, guys. I did that, laugh out loud reading the text. <laughs> is that Superman was around for a while. He was our protector. He was awesome. And our then he just... Our greatest protector. Yeah, our greatest <laughs> protector. And then uh, some astronomers thought they had found parts of Krypton out in space. And Superman just straight up bounced. He <laughs> disappeared. Yeah. There actually is a deleted scene of him in his spaceship, like, flying around the remains of Krypton. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. If you want to check it out, it's on YouTube. Um, but the way this happens instead is uh, Ma Kent is just chilling on the Kent farm, and then Superman's ship... Okay. Um, <laughs> it just sort of crashes into a mushroom cloud, and then she finds him, and he's all beat to shit outside of it. Now... Has there been a pitched space battle that he was a part of and had to make an emergency <laughs> landing? No. Apparently, that's just how this aircraft comes to a stop. Yeah, I, seeing him all beat up, I got the impression that like he wasn't actively piloting it right before it landed. Yeah. And, like, he'd been pitched across the galaxy. But if that's the case, it's sort of like, that. that's impressive aim to land next to Ma Ken's house. Yeah. And she hasn't moved in five years. It, it all seemed very serendipitous. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I have more of a problem with the fact that no one thought to put, like, wheels uh, on this uh, <laughs> spaceship. Like, this isn't how anything should land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you're, like, this guy is basically a god, and he's been very traumatized by this journey. <laughs> I mean, it seems like ducking out the side door and then landing himself would have made more sense it would have made drastically more (laughs) sense but whatever anyway he wakes up uh he has a great scene on the kent farm probably actually my favorite scene in the whole thing where Mm -hmm. we flash back to young clark and he's running through the cornfields and he starts figuring out how far he can jump Mm -hmm. um that was exhilarating like i I, (laughs) so the part from the old movie um well it's not lifted from the old movie but yeah basically um yeah, but it was. Yeah, shut up, man. Um, why do you Why do you hate fun? <laughs> if I'm having fun watching this, I'll let you know. <laughs> you didn't enjoy that scene. I mean, that part was fun. It's all right. Uh, one of the big problems is all the cool stuff is in the first twenty minutes, and it's like forty minutes longer than it needs to be. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So That's it's all really dragging its heels by the credits. Yeah, it is. It, I mean, I think the last thirty minutes needed to be trimmed up a lot. I found it pretty propulsive until the third act and then like as soon as we get to like krypton island like now now it's just sort of ponderous and Mm -hmm. like superman's fallen off a shit and they're having to go back for him and then like now anyway we'll get there (laughs) anyway so he uh he comes back to metropolis um Mm -hmm. it's been five years Uh, i guess he told it seems like he told everybody at the planet that he was gonna go find himself (laughs) and like just take a trip around the world or something yeah and he's back perry white uh played really well i think by frank langella um gives him his job back i really like frank langella as perry white he was a whole lot of fun Mm -hmm. um and everything about the daily planet is just just bustling and deco and cool. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. 
Um, you're making a face. Um, no, like, <laughs> no, I mean, aside from the TVs and stuff, and that I, I felt it was a little mismatched, I did think the cinematography and the architecture and stuff was, was gorgeous. Okay, I'm just sort of waiting for the other shoe to drop no. from the other side of the table. <laughs> Feel free to pounce whenever, because I'm just going to keep talking until you're like, actually... Uh, don't worry. <laughs> it was shit. <laughs> so, uh, he comes back, and uh, I think he... Uh, as soon as he gets back... Uh, uh, Lois isn't around because she is on a 777 jet with a space shuttle on top of it because they're trying a new shuttle launch um, procedure, which mm-hmm. is uh, another going to be uh, maybe the first. No, not the first because there was the Smallville flashback stuff, but another instance of Singer really, really loving the first movie and also the Superman mythology because it's sort of a part of Superman canon that the first thing Superman did in Metropolis mm-hmm. was save Lois Lane, who was on a crashing plane. Oh, That's okay. why in Superman 1, he saves her while she's on a crashing helicopter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just always some version of that. And in later versions, when they retell the story, sometimes it is a space shuttle launch. And she's like going into space because it's got to get more whiz-bang. <laughs> um, so that's what's going on. She's on this thing. Um, and, oh, at the same time, we've been following the parallel story of Lex Luthor. Um played with with just relish by kevin spacey <laughs> he's having a blast and the very first thing he does is get an uh, old woman uh f- to sign over her fortune as she dies uh it's implied that he does so by just fucking her brains out. <laughs> <laughs> it does seem like a seduction move yeah um and yeah he gets her fortune and her two soon-to-be-one dogs which <laughs> that was a little morbid <laughs> yeah there that uh, with the um the tattoo on the back of the dude's head mm-hmm. like there were these weird standout moments of like that's kind of dark and odd <laughs> <laughs> yeah it felt weird um <laughs> so he gets this mansion and he um takes his henchman uh, a silent cal pen and uh parker posey who's mm-hmm. having a lot of fun uh-huh. i mean she's parker posey she can't not have fun <laughs> um i bet she's a blast to hang out with <laughs> uh, hope. yeah um so they go up to, they take uh, this fortune and they, they take a yacht up to the Arctic, to the Fortress of Solitude, and they grab all of the crystals from Superman's supercomputer. Um, and I guess we're supposed to believe, and I, I didn't catch this part, that like if you add water to these crystals, they just go all bonkers and create things like the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, as as someone who barely remembers the old movies, this this whole intro was totally lost on me. Mm. Like, I knew it was the Fortress of Solitude, like, sort of the basics, but trying to imagine it as someone unfamiliar, like, I just thought it was kind of a mess. Like, yeah. I didn't really know what was going on there and why he's stealing these crystals. And and they're talking to Marlon Brando and... uh and Parker Posey's like, do we have to worry about him? And he's like, no, he's dead. And then he interrogates him as it cuts to the next scene. Like, the whole thing was just kind of confusing. Well, he's a computer program. I know, yeah. but that wasn't really made clear. That's fair. That's fair. Like, whether or not he's a recording or an AI or what. I'm just trying to think of people who don't, like, they know Superman is the really strong one. Who, like, don't even know what that fortress is. Yeah, like, I know. That's fair. That's fair. Um... Yeah, it's it is a little bit unclear. I mean, we the the main the main takeaway is that Jor-El tells Lex something off screen about the crystals. And so mm-hmm. in the next scene he's explaining like, "Oh, these are how Kryptonians built their whole civilization. Everything they did, they did by manipulating crystals." Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, and I, I mean, I I get that he's an icon and there are certain things you can assume your audience knows. 
But as a movie that's a sequel to something from 20 years prior, and I, presumably it's at least somewhat a kid's movie. Yeah. Who aren't necessarily familiar with a lot of this. Well, I feel like he said, you know, this, is, this wasn't really his home. This was where he would go to be alone or something. And then when, uh, when Jor-El shows up, uh, he does just say he's dead. I mean, that, that's a little bit weird. Um, I mean, I definitely, just from the way Jor-El was acting got uh the sense that he was a computer a recording um yeah. i don't know i personally didn't have a problem with that i mean i i understood it but it it just seemed like kind of a weird jumble like i wouldn't have known what to make of it yeah if i no. wasn't that familiar <laughs> yeah i mean i i can't imagine not being familiar mm-hmm. with the force like it's i i try to think I, I it's just been in my head since i was a babe yeah i mean it it feels like they try and forego a lot of the origin story stuff which yeah. i like but it's maybe the text should have been more detailed yeah. maybe just even if it was just like a real quick montage thing of the events of the first two movies if that's your jumping off point like, yeah i mean i think it i just been... felt like it needed something it just felt weird <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I think the main thing I needed out of this scene that I didn't really get was some explanation of, like, how these crystals work and why water is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, because we see, the next thing we see is he, uh, Lex cuts, like, a grain of sand-sized little pebble off the tip of one of these crystals, and he throws it in a pool of water in front of a giant model of a city, mm-hmm. um, which is fun. And <laughs> uh, then it causes a giant EMP. And I don't know if you noticed this, but when they threw the crystal into the water, you know, it all bubbled up, and and then a huge replicating crystal popped out. Mm-hmm. Um, but as that was happening, you know, and the model city was breaking apart, did you notice that they mixed in a bunch of screams? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Go watch it again. There's uh, those little model people as, like, the trains crash. <laughs> they scream. <laughs> I knew they definitely played with it to make it look kind of like an old Universal City disaster. Yeah. Like, they had fun with the little parts. I didn't notice they played with the sound design. Yeah, no. Brian Singer was having a good time with that. There was definitely <laughs> a certain, like, Beast from 20,000 Fathoms kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but that event causes an emp across the entire eastern seaboard which then knocks out the electronics on the plane that lois is on Mm -hmm. so clark has to get all supermaned up and run up there and save her in probably uh that probably the best extended super the best superman sequence in the film Mm -hmm. um like that was just like when that music hits man and he's got (laughs) his cape on and he's flying like i'm in i am so in um (laughs) I assume that's where most of the budget went, right? That sequence? Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. Um, that was another issue I had with this. Was At the time, it was one of the most expensive movies ever made. Like, yeah. Where? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it probably cost a lot of money to do that thing with the yacht later. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then and then to make a you know giant kryptonite island. Plus, like, CG cost way more back then. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, and there were definitely a couple of little Superman flying around in the Uncanny Valley moments. There were a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching on my projector. It was, oh, really? It was not kind to it. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll say it was all the complaints people had about Matrix Reloaded, I yeah. thought were clearer in this. Like, I could see the plastic body and the weird moves. and yeah. I don't know if it was partially because the shiny suit makes it seem more like that. But anyway. Yeah. I mean, but no, the the plane sequence in general was was pretty fantastic. Yeah, and then he lands the just the fuselage of the plane in the baseball stadium, which I liked that they subtly did set up that there was a baseball game going on right then, <laughs> like in the earlier scene where Clark and Jimmy Olsen are having a beer. 
um, which Clark drinks beer. I get okay, whatever. <laughs> um, it just doesn't seem like a very Superman thing to do to drink a beer. It's probably like it, you know, he'd need gallons for it to do anything. Kind of. Well, yeah, but like <laughs> Superman would order milk, but oh, whatever. Right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, he. Uh, the, you see in the background that there's uh, that there's that going on. Um, yeah. So the next thing that happens. Uh, they drop it. He flies off without saying anything to Lois. He does say, though, uh, I hope this experience doesn't turn uh, any of you off of air travel. Statistically, it's still the safest way to, uh, <laughs> to travel, um, which I, I appreciated. And uh, what, what after that, man, you know, I wanted to tell you that this wasn't, you know, just, oh, a disconnected series of events. But uh, <laughs> now I'm having trouble recalling it. And I watched this movie like three and a half hours ago. <laughs> um, but the next thing, basically after that, like uh, Perry White is like, OK, we're going to be all Superman all, all the time. And he starts handing out different uh, assignments to people while Lois keeps saying that they should investigate the um, the blackout because that's what caused the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And she keeps trying, kind of pressing for that, which I kind of liked, like, not losing that thread. Um, you know, I, I think we disagree on whether or not this is a well-structured screenplay. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think it is until the last 20 or 30 minutes. <laughs> and then it, it kind of goes to hell. Was, um, was the first sort of major glimpse of emo Superman, was that when he was drinking with Jimmy and talking about how, like, Lois is married now? and Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Which, again, is, the, is, is, is another moment that just sort of... They dodged this awesome thing they could have done with this movie where you had a chance to talk about whether or not a you know for all intents and purposes god is justified in making selfish decisions like Mm -hmm. you could have interrogated him like all these characters had reasons to look at superman and go why did you abandon us um you know and it 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 just it sucks because like i I think we can agree that Superman like left Earth for understandable reasons. Mm-hmm. Like it makes sense. Like he found out that his home planet might still be out there, but that was still glossed over. Um, and then he gets back, and like we have these scenes. There's a scene later where Lois says to him, um, you know, or is talking to Clark about Superman and saying like he didn't even say goodbye. Why wouldn't he say goodbye? Mm-hmm. And Clark just says, well, maybe it was too hard for him. And like that's all we ever get. Even when he's even when they meet later for an interview and he's Superman, he says like it was just too hard to say goodbye. I'm like, that's not a good enough fucking answer, <laughs> you dick. Yeah, like agreed. you have to like I want to watch Superman answer for things because that's that's. That's an interesting place to put that character, and they just didn't do it. Yeah. Um, they completely dodged it, and they had an opportunity even later with Lex Luthor, because that's like what Lex Luthor does is look at you know the alien and say like you're an alien, you're gonna fail us someday. You did exactly what I thought you would have. like. That's that's his whole shtick is we don't need this alien solving all our problems. We need to solve our own problems. Mm-hmm. And like Superman fucking proved his point. And then came back and like, what does he do? He starts another goddamn real estate scheme um, because that's what he did in the first movie. Having Lex Luthor, like I did feel in the beginning, the big elaborate credit sequence whipping through space and then it cuts to our main villain uh, seducing an old lady. Like it feels so small potatoes by comparison. (laughs) It does. It does. It does. I did love that opening sequence though. Like as soon as like Brando's talking and the credits are whipping by with the planets Mm. and, and the music's playing, like I'm, I'm, I'm in that movie. That movie bought so much goodwill with just that. And I know it's the easiest thing in the world for it to do, but I was like seven just going, (laughs) what's something we don't get 
quite uh, as much anymore. Like sometimes we get big elaborate credit sequences, but like all the actors' names in a giant block lettering that then 3 Dfies in front of you, like well, <laughs> really that's, making a show of it. Yeah, well, that's exactly what happened in the first movie. Right. Like, that's the, I mean, it's the same credit sequence. Like, Brian Singer fucking loves Superman <laughs> by Richard Donner. He cannot get enough of it. Um, so, yeah, the, 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 there's, we follow a whole bunch of basically character beats from here, um, where, you know, Lois has the interview with Superman. We find out Lois is not really married. She's in an extended engagement with a guy. She has a kid. Um, the guy seems to have weird feelings about, uh, Superman being back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sh- and then we get the super stalker scene where she's back at home in a really, really nice house um, with this guy. <laughs> Pulitzer who I guess is, money pays well. Yeah, I guess so. For an edi- <laughs> Can you win a Pulitzer for an editorial? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good yeah, question. I don't think you can. Mm. I don't like that's when like you that's winning a Pulitzer for an essay. I thought it was a, a little uh, a little weird that she left it kind of peeking out of her desk and like the Pulitzer is kind of tucked there. It's like if you want to frame it and put it there, that's fine. Yeah, no like, one's going to fault you for for <laughs> mounting your Pulitzer on the wall. <laughs> it just seems like the desperate like oh this old thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a little bit weird. I wrote down Clark's quote from that whole segment. <laughs> I never thought she'd settle down. Isn't it normally safe to disappear for five years? <laughs> and a girl in her 20s or 30s just assume she'll be single. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he... He seems sort of unrealistic. He definitely does. And I'm... F- <laughs> and, like, I'm fine with him being unrealistic, but I need someone to call him on. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good point. It's, yeah, no one really... Uh, mentions it yeah and like if someone had said like what did you think was gonna happen you idiot (laughs) like then then we're watching something interesting and it just continues to not happen like the 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 movie is so reverential towards superman that he suffers drastically as a character um entourage superman a little bit entourage superman yeah (laughs) um not not that bad man that's not cool he's so any chase as go fuck yourself (laughs) Dude, all right, not cool. <laughs> um, we also get that really cool bank robbery sequence in the middle of here, where Superman just walks towards the guy with the giant jib arm chain gun. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that. <laughs> and then he shoots him, and the thing goes off of his eye. Like, don't you can't tell me you didn't like that. I mean, that was the coolest thing in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then Superman looks down at the bullet, and he looks up at the guy, and he just smiles. We don't even need to watch the rest of it. We just know what happened. I kind of did. Like it's it didn't bother me the first time and I and I totally like that humorous moment, but it does feel a little bit like he's going to do something. No, never mind. <laughs> yeah, but later he's going to like lift a thing. That'll be cool, right? <laughs> and Lex is alone on an island like it I don't know. Yeah. It yeah. feels sort of anticlimactic for a two and a half hour superhero movie for yeah. no bad guys get justice. Yeah, yeah, except Lex gets the the the, the silliest of justices <laughs> where he has to eat a pomeranian. <laughs> Hang out with Parker Posey. Yeah, on a tiny little island where they're both going to die in like days. Oh yeah. They don't have any water. <laughs> like they're not going to live through this. Also, there wasn't enough gas to get back to the mainland like in your helicopter? <laughs> What did you... Oh, Lex. How did you not plan this, buddy? Yeah. That's your whole deal. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That bugged me. Um, <laughs> Poor uh, James Marsden spent, like, the entire 2000s being the third wheel. 
to superhero romance yeah man (laughs) but i mean like what are you gonna pick cyclops or fucking superman come on like that's not a hard choice it's not a hard (laughs) choice to make at all um but yeah the long story short we we have these character beats there's the there's the um interview scene where lois is uh trying to figure out you know some angle because uh perry white just wants her to cover superman 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 Mm -hmm. and she goes upstairs to smoke which i like that they kept her a smoker from the old movies and they kept her a bad speller um (laughs) those are two things that like they need to be lois lane Mm -hmm. um at least for a little while she quits at the end of the movie i'm fine with that but uh then superman shows up and he takes her flying and it's sweet and they almost kiss and she's like look i'm happy now like or no she she says, um, uh, Richard's a good man and it's been a long time. And mm. Superman's like, yeah, I guess you're right. And then he flies away. It <laughs> is like, very different than happy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is very different from happy. Um, but what did you think of that scene? Um, uh, the flying around with Lois? Yeah. Um, I guess, like, the as I was saying, Superman being unrealistic... Just in general, it's sort of, I don't know where he's coming from. Like, he seems to be annoyed at people because they're like, you left us. It's like, well, you did. Yeah, yeah. You're kind of a dick about it. Yeah, I like, mean, I, he seems like, as, I mean, one it of It seems the things... like the movie feels worse about it than I do. Like, <laughs> I, I don't feel bad for him. I don't think that he should necessarily have Lois and all these kinds of things. And it feels like the movie loves Clark and assumes that I want these things to happen. Yeah, that's actually a really, really good way of putting it. That, like, the movie is taking for granted that you think Superman should have it all. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't. Like, (laughs) when at the very end, just to skip ahead, like, Lois uh, goes to see him in the hospital... Um, and like you see, uh, you know, Richard drives her to the hospital, her and Jason, her son, um, and she's going in and, and, uh, Richard says, I'll be right here. And Lois like shakes her head. Mm-hmm. Like that's her breaking up with him. Mm-hmm. That's definitely what that <laughs> is. And her being like, no, I'm always going to be Superman's girl. And like, no man, like that's not <laughs> how that should go. Yeah. Like Superman has to be a little bit lonely. Like, sorry, you don't get to have it all. And one of the things that I like, one of the reasons the movie had so much goodwill with me up until those last 30 minutes before it like gave me the answer to the question <laughs> is that like, it seemed like every time, uh, Superman was Clark, um, like Clark seemed to be the mouthpiece for what Superman was actually feeling. Um, Mm -hmm. which I kind of like, like he would sort of talk through these anxieties and stuff in a way that, um, Superman, you know, had to be, you know, standy uppy, um, and everything. Um, and that was kind of cool. Um, but like he, 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 he did seem to, you know, not really know where he, how he was going to fit in now and not really know what he was supposed to do. And he did like, it did seem like when he, once he did get back, like we get, we got that montage of him doing all those different things around the world. And it was a little bit of a victory lap for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, in that interview, it steps right up to Lois saying like, why didn't you say goodbye? Like you, you just left us all. And by the end of the scene, when she comes back downstairs, we're supposed to believe that she's just been so thoroughly charmed by Superman that, like, she can't even see straight anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, man. <laughs> Five years is a long time. <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's not cool what you did, dude. Um, yeah, it's it really is just the, the, the terrible thing at the heart of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<laughs> it seems like the movie's main thing is, isn't it great that he's back? Not... <laughs> where a good the way f- of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, where the fuck did you go? <laughs> like, we're like, it's, it's like, it's like, you know, let's say your, let's say your dad left your, left your mom and without telling you went out for cigarettes when you were seven. And then he came back when you were nine. Like... When you're an adult, you're going to realize how fucked up and traumatic that is. <laughs> but as a nine-year-old, you're just super stoked that daddy's back and everything's going to go back to normal now. So Brian Singer is the nine-year-old in yes. this equation? Brian Singer is the nine-year-old. Like, Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and like, daddy's back. Everything's going to be back to normal. Like, we're back to status quo. He's just going to give us all a memory-erasing kiss. And it's going to be fine. Uh, I wrote down, I think this was um, when he was creepily hanging outside Lois's house, Yeah. that I don't quite know what a Chris Angel is, but I think Superman is posing as one. <laughs> like, there were a lot of weird sort of semi-Christy weird poses Yeah, going on. this is, I, I feel like every Superman movie can be rated on a scale of one to Jesus, and <laughs> this is, this might be the most, no, well, I don't know if this is more Jesus-y than Man of Steel, because Man of Steel is pretty fucking jesusy um like he he asks a priest for advice at one point in that movie spoiler alert um (laughs) like he seeks the help of clergy um but in this movie like there's a whole lot of him posing in space all majestic and Mm christ-like um and and yeah the thing about that scene where he like sees how happy lois is now and like I, i get what you're trying to do you're trying to hammer home like how lonely he is now and how like uh how lois has moved on and how he can't have it all and like those are all good things to put that character through at that point like mm-hmm. that's exactly what you should be doing there's gotta be a better way to do that <laughs> Like, what it, if, just to pitch, what if uh, Lois invited Clark over for dinner? Um, mm-hmm. Like, he kept pressing for, like, we should catch up. And then she's like, oh, yeah, you know, you've been gone for a long time. Like, we were friends. Come over and have dinner with me and my fiance and my son and, like, see how happy we are. And then we get to watch awkward-ass Clark Kent sitting there <laughs> watching how happy they are. That, that would be a really entertaining scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you just kept this scene the way it is... All you really have to do to make it like 45% less creepy is not have all that underbrush in the shot with him he while he's peeping. watching it. Yeah, like <laughs> it feels very George McFly what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, even if the family came into the office and he was eavesdropping on them in the conference room, it would feel less creepy and invasive. Because he just happened to be there and like he's got super hearing. Like he can't help what he hears. Yeah, I, I, he I can just... a little bit help what he hears. But... <laughs> <laughs> I, I just try and imagine if a human character, like if there was a subplot in Die Hard where, you know, John McClane used his talents to like sneak up on the balcony across from his ex wife and use gear to watch them and find out how solid their marriage is. Like That actually sounds kinda like the kind of thing John McClain would do, actually. <laughs> but it wouldn't it wouldn't be the Superman move. Like it's That is not the but the John McClain move is rarely the Superman move. <laughs> Let's be fair. Well I'm just I'm trying to imagine like it, it feels obscured because he has these powers and he can. Yeah. Or it it's like if he had to work as hard as one of us would have to work, it would be clear how off-putting it is. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's true. I mean, it's, even if he tapped if, like, their phones or something, even if he was like up in space listening to everybody, and he just picked Lois's voice out, mm-hmm. like that would be kind of poignant. Like, oh look, he feels such a connection to this one person. He can hear her out of all the people in the world, and then he hears her being happy and stuff. Like that would. There are a lot of ways to do this better than the way <laughs> they did it. <laughs> is 
That's what is, we're getting at. <laughs> yeah, is uh, is the problem with it? But like, I still, I, I still maintain that the aim of the scene is is good. Mm-hmm. Like, the scene is trying to do what you should be doing. Um, you know, the whole like you can't, you know, you you, you can't have it all sort of thing. And then uh, uh, the the interview we talked about the interview happening. I don't remember exactly what happens next. Oh, the uh, they uh, Lex steals the kryptonite. Because he needs yes. to infuse his island with kryptonite so that Superman can't get near it, which is a pretty good move. I don't know that cutting someone's brakes is the best um, uh, distraction. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Distraction is the word you're looking for. Uh, a diversion. Yeah. <laughs> Creating a diversion. Um, it just... It seems like there's a lot of variables there, and if you're on a crowded street and you didn't warn the girl that you're going to cut her brakes, I feel like she would plow into the first car in front of her and uh, an ambulance would show up and it wouldn't be very effective. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to stop a car. Um, (laughs) It just doesn't seem like it would reliably last very long if you're trying to distract Superman. What I I thought was going on in the scene um, until later when they talked about it was that he had also rigged it so that the car wouldn't stop accelerating. Mm-hmm. Um, which okay, but even then, like it's goofy comic book reality. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not willing to worry about it. Like it was still kind of a fun scene, and it was fun to watch Parker Posey get carried around by Superman, and it was fun to watch her ask him out for coffee and him being like, you know, good night, um, and then fly away. Like that. <laughs> I was, I was fine with all of it. Um, I'm getting that you weren't. Um, he's just not a very good genius. <laughs> <laughs> There are better geniuses and, than this Lex Luthor, it's true. And I mean, it sort of contributes to, uh, I don't remember if it was on mic or off, but I mentioned that uh, it, it does feel like events happening in a row, yeah. where it's sort of, it feels a but little bit But it's part of his sloppy. master plan, dude. I, I, I know, but it, it's not a convincing part. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. He needs <laughs> to get some kryptonite. Uh-huh. How is this not working for you? <laughs> Just come up with a better diversion, one that might work in the real world. <laughs> Okay, great. Um, so the diversion was a little bit shitty, but it's not disconnected. Like, he he, he had, you know, he had his different... He, he, he needed the kryptonite, so it would be mm-hmm. Kryptonite Island, and Superman couldn't come back. I'm just saying that it all contributes to me not feeling like the movie is very well thought out. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that 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 makes sense. And and I, I was still given the movie an inch because I hadn't gotten to Kryptonite Island yet. Um, <laughs> And once you get to Kryptonite Island, everything kind of... Hmm. Um, so he, now uh, Lex has... He fashions the Kryptonite into a cylinder and then puts one of the, those uh, Kryptonian crystals inside the cylinder mm-hmm. so that when he throws it into the ocean and it expands, all the crystals um, will take on the traits of the minerals near them, you know, like crystals do. <laughs> Whatever. Uh-huh. Um, um we're in a world with kryptonite. It's cool. Um, so yeah, that happens. And then uh, Lois is still researching the um, the blackout and figures out that the blackout originated from this house um, near where it seems Jay Gatsby lives. <laughs> so she goes out to Metropolis's equivalent of Long Island. The one time Superman isn't stalking her. Yeah, um, he's not always. He's stalked her one time, dude. Um, I mean, the rest of the time, he's just Clark, and they work closely, okay? Um, and then another time, he shows up while she's on the roof and talks to her. Um, he's Yeah, he's kind of creepy. <laughs> I don't think he's that creepy. It's well, it Superman just, it move. It felt like 
he sort of he was triangulating on her for a lot of the movie until she was in peril. Well, yeah, I mean, given her clueless. pension for getting into trouble, that's probably a prudent maneuver. Like, <laughs> if I were Superman, I would just keep an eye on Lois Lane too, because a she tends to get in trouble, and b the kind of trouble she tends to get into also usually reveals a larger scheme um, <laughs> that threatens the balance of power on the planet. So, like, Not she's like a canary. A in a, yeah, she's she's like a canary in a coal mine, man. Like. <laughs> You just want to have one eye over there. Huh. You know? Um. I never thought of her as bait in the story before. That's <laughs> basically what she is. Um, so she figures out uh, where... This, and, and this is a problem I have with Lois. Is like She figures all this out. She... Um, that is, she, she figures out where the, the, the blackout originated from. And then she realizes she's late to pick up her kid. So she picks up her kid. She goes to this house. And she's like, don't worry, son. We're just going to go wander on. We're just going to go trespass onto this yacht. This deep labyrinth of hallways. Yeah. Um, and then she shows up on the yacht. The yacht pulls away. And then in what I thought was a fun little moment, Lex Luthor just comes out in a bathroom brushing his teeth. <laughs> and they're both very surprised to see each other. Yeah. Like, neither one is very good at their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> I still liked it, but it leads to <laughs> the next scene of him explaining his scheme, which is he's going to create Kryptonite Island, and it's going to swallow up a whole bunch of other countries until he's in control of the dominant landmass on Earth, which is kind of a rehash of the original Superman scheme. Like his scheme then was, I'm going to create, I'm going to, you know, set off the San Andreas Fault and create a whole bunch of new oceanfront property as a real estate scheme. Mm-hmm. This wasn't like he does reference the real estate thing, but I didn't take this as I'm going to sell people a bunch of land as much as i took it as like i'm gonna create a country and take over the fucking world right like that seemed to be more his his aim um it wasn't clear to me like he did did not suffer a deficit of ambition (laughs) did did he know what sort of alien technology he would be in charge of he seemed awfully confident that he'd be able to to rule as a god yeah he did he did seem like oh there's just all kinds of tech in these crystals and like i could have dealt with that being a little bit more explained like there's uh there i remember there's uh the same year this movie came out there was a really good arc in the superman comics um where actually superman was gone for a year and came back um he lost his powers and mm-hmm. had to like wander around for a year and then he comes back and um lex has been toiling away as a mad scientist um he's lost his company and all that stuff and he's just crazy and he's gotten a hold of one of these kryptonian crystals and what does that lex do with him well he creates a bunch of crazy crystal uh like battle mechs and tries to take <laughs> over the city that way and it's awesome nice um and then you know superman stops him the way he does and also has a great speech just as a side note just an awesome moment between those two characters that this movie didn't really give us um was like, you know, Lex is saying, how could you come back? Like, we would be so much more advanced without you. Like, the human race has to learn to walk, you know, all that stuff. And he looks at him and says, Lex, you had a whole year where I wasn't here. What did you do? All you did was scheme on ways to, you know, gain more power for yourself. You didn't cure any diseases. Mm-hmm. You didn't, you know, improve transportation. You didn't do anything about global warming. You just tried to get power for yourself. And, like, this movie could have done that. Well, I did write down somewhere in here that that strange quote he had at the beginning about uh, he wanted to bring people fire or whatever it was. Yeah, uh, Prometheus and all yeah. that stuff. Like, uh, and that's that's interesting. And then the movie doesn't really deliver on that yeah. promise. I don't want to be a god. I just want to bring fire to the people, and I want to take my cut. 
I don't know what that means, but anyway. Well, he's gonna, I know what it means, but yeah. <laughs> it's not very well stated. No, no, it's not. Um, this, this, it's a really I, overall, it's a well directed movie with with a pretty kind of bad script. Um, <laughs> but uh, so now Lois is on there, and uh, he, she's being held hostage. A henchman threatens. Uh, she manages to get a fax machine message mm-hmm. out to the Daily Planet. <laughs> And uh, because of that, a henchman threatens her, and seeing her mother or seeing his mother in peril, little Jason hucks a piano at a guy and murders him. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. During the interrogation before that, when Lex was talking to them, I wanted him to rub the kryptonite on that kid's cheek and have it like burn his flesh. <laughs> it was just so boring. He leaned in, and the kid looked a little uncomfortable. He comes to the realization that maybe it's Superman's kid, and then he's like, "All right, see ya." Yeah. And that's yeah. the end of the scene. Yeah, that was a weird way to leave that scene, which is a shame because before that, like, Kevin Spacey is just so damn charismatic that I was buying his scheme. Like, I was I, into it. <laughs> I loved his giant maps. Like, who designed these for you? <laughs> Fuck it. Who cares? Um, it, uh, you are asking the wrong no, questions. No, it's wonderful supervillain stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what did you think of his speech? Like, or Kevin Spacey in general? I mean, like, he, was, he was having a good time. Yeah. I did think the hair thing was a little weird. Like, yeah, the, the fucking like the, they do the weird not like seem to like bald people or something. The weird like alarming cutaway to like oh, there's wigs that could only mean one thing. <laughs> well, there's there's the little girl in the beginning mm-hmm. who when when ah. he pitches the wig at her, she screams bloody murder <laughs> like it's a shrew. <laughs> <laughs> Two like horrified children at the realization that someone's bald. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's it's it's. <laughs> It's a but, weird move. But Kevin Spacey definitely seemed to be enjoying himself. <laughs> yeah. I was enjoying him. Yeah, yeah like, it's fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a whole lot of... He's, he's definitely one of the better parts in the movie. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he, he, uh, he l- leaves Lois down there. Jason kills a henchman. And meanwhile, up on the uh, deck, uh, Lex has loaded his kryptonite uh, sort of canister into a missile, shoots into the ocean, and it starts growing a giant kryptonite island. Pretty quickly, um, Clark and Richard figure out that Lois is out on, uh, is out there at those coordinates. So, so the they password start... is Superman. <laughs> the pass. Oh yeah, what the a journalist! Password <laughs> on her computer is Superman. Uh, well, you know, most people's <laughs> passwords are God or love. I don't know if you've seen uh, a really <laughs> accurate film called uh, docudrama known as Hackers, <laughs> um, which we might have to cover sometime uh-huh. soon. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen Hackers in forever. Um, not since high school, I think. Yeah. But, I mean, you're a programmer, so you know, like, once you're in there, it's just algorithms <laughs> fl- flying by you, right? I've seen Jurassic Park. <laughs> it's a Unix system. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> But anyway, we uh, so Superman's racing out to, to rescue Lois, and then he sees under the ocean that there's this huge crack forming, and it's heading back towards Metropolis, presumably because some horrible seismic trauma is happening because a new continent is being born in a matter of minutes, <laughs> you know, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. So he looks back at Metropolis, and he makes his choice, which, again, I like. Like, that's the kind of stuff, that's the way to make Superman dramatically interesting. Mm-hmm. People always complain that Superman's not an interesting character because he's too powerful, and that is such a fundamental misunderstanding of what makes people what makes characters interesting like that's like saying jesus isn't an interesting character because he's too powerful Mm -hmm. like no man like (laughs) they're interesting characters because their values come into conflict with the values of people around them in interesting ways Mm -hmm. like superman has to keep making these choices between being superman and being a happy person it's why spider-man 2 is a good movie (laughs) and so that that i liked what's that (laughs) ramey's 
Yeah. <laughs> from what I've heard. Yeah, Raimi's <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Yeah, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is... It's got some problems. Anyway, um, I like it a little less than I like this movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. it. Uh, so, he makes his choice and he flies back and then he puts out a bunch of fires and catches the Daily Planet. And, uh, again, like, just a wonderfully shot, wonderfully staged action sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt bad for that person's car. <laughs> it felt like he could have found somewhere else to put it. <laughs> it felt like he could have just flown to the park. Like, <laughs> but whatever um i mean like it's still a net win like <laughs> catching the planet and, and jimmy olsen finally gets his good shot of superman that was all cool i was into it yeah. and then he flies back to kryptonite island and lands and realizes oh shit this island's made of kryptonite um and then lex stabs him uh oh no he gets back uh and richard has gotten there and is rescuing lois and uh jason they get trapped in the yacht which has broken apart under the stresses of the island and superman saves them by lifting a heavy thing Mm -hmm. which is pretty much what superman does in this movie (laughs) but it was cool looking i was into it like you know, you knew it was going to happen, and it was fucking terrible. Like, they stuck with those people underwater, because they're stuck in a pantry, and then the yacht falls in the water, and, like, you're like, oh, he's going to catch them, and then you see the water go over the porthole, and you're like, he's going to get them. And then they just sink deeper and deeper, and they get this one air pocket, and they're like, he's going to get them. Like, we're not going to watch a child die, right? <laughs> was it implied that that's empty or mostly empty, the rest of the boat? Uh yeah, I mean there's only like it's it's a private yacht. There were like okay. six people on it. Okay. Like just that shot of him dropping the rest of it. Oh, I yeah. thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, but no, I, he, I mean he, I, I didn't I didn't think I could assume it was like full of people. But it was a funny thought of <laughs> like I got the three, drop it. <laughs> sort of. I mean Henry Cavill Superman totally would have done that. But <laughs> this Superman, like in terms of the sins of the Superman, sure, like. Deadbeat dad. I'll take deadbeat dad Superman <laughs> over like mass murderer Superman <laughs> fucking any day. Uh-huh. Like, you know, and that's that's probably a big part of why I reacted positively to this movie is just I've been Stockholm syndrome <laughs> by the other one. You'll take some creeper vibes over uh, <laughs> destructive vibes. Yeah, over genocide. <laughs> yeah, I will. Like, at least this Superman didn't nine eleven anybody. Right. <laughs> like, he actually put out fires and saved people that he wasn't trying to fuck. Mm. Um spoiler alert for man of steel other <laughs> superman doesn't really do any of that <laughs> i was happy it was right toward the end of the movie i was afraid there wasn't going to be one but there was a classic superman save where he grabbed someone inches above the ground which would kill them probably more painfully than if they hit the ground <laughs> how about shut up how about that i was happy they fit one in there because <laughs> I, I i did like a lot of the physics of like um saving the plane and having the the nose crunch in oh like, and seeing the whole fuselage like shutter yeah yeah that was like, cool I, I thought they did a good job most of it and yeah. like i would love to see you mean that one construction worker that he like dropped and then yeah. just like didn't even stop flying Grabbed just his sort t-shirt of or dumped him on the ground and was like <laughs> okay i got stuff like that was cool like superman being like okay i have to put this whole city back together because it ju- there was just a horrible earthquake there's gonna be signs like i'm using my heat vision while i'm flying like fuse the glass <laughs> that was fucking badass mm-hmm. i loved all of that stuff and that's like, that's one that wins me either way like i i appreciate the nostalgia of yeah. like <laughs> the naivete that you can grab someone like that yeah and i think it would be awesome if someone ever actually did the like sort of the classical superman uh snap someone's back because you're distributing all their weight amongst a tiny space as opposed to their body hitting the whole ground and splitting it yeah um so like that's but i, I would love to see a real one someday of like Catching up to someone in midair and flying downward at the right speed and decelerating them. 
Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I think it would look badass, but I also appreciate the sort of the the, the, the comic book style. Yeah. Like, he caught her yeah. and didn't crush all her bones. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's Superman. <laughs> hey, but what if shut up? <laughs> yeah. So that was cool. And then he flies back to Kryptonite Island to face Lex and mm-hmm. do the whole thing. And then he figures out that the island's made of Kryptonite. And uh, Lex and his goons just beat the shit out of Superman. And what was kind of an affecting scene to me? Like, mm-hmm. you never, you don't, you're not used to seeing Superman like that. While, like, a bunch of smiling thugs, like, <laughs> you know, gather around him. I mean, it was pretty Christy. Especially when right. he gets stabbed in the side. Um, and then he says, and now fly. Like, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's okay, because they see, because the seaplane, fuck a seaplane, by the way. Um, <laughs> They see him, and uh, Lois and Richard and Jason land, and they pull him out, and then they uh, get the kryptonite out of him, and then he comes, he flies up, he takes a nice solar bath, um, mm-hmm. which I liked that they did the solar bath, like yeah. that he had to go up there and like gain his strength back, and then he saves the day by lifting this whole island into space and just hucking it off of Earth, mm-hmm. um, which was very cool, um, but then he just plummets to the back to Earth and luckily lands in a park. <laughs> up until this moment mm-hmm. i was still kind of on board with the movie like it certainly wasn't the best thing i'd ever seen but i was like you know in general this kind of felt like superman like mm-hmm. he made some hard choices he was a little bit stalkery from time to time it didn't quite confront some of the questions i wanted it to but whatever then he goes to the hospital <laughs> <laughs> just quick side question um in the comics or the previous movies or anything, is it implied that Lex Luthor is is it all strong, or is it just that Soups is that weak that he can? Soups knock is him that around? weak. Okay, yeah, oh, that's, that's what's going. Curious. on. Curious. Yeah, no, Lex is not not strong. Okay. But, um. Say so yeah. Superman goes to the hospital and is on a gurney, like you guys get that he has a completely different biology from you, right? <laughs> like, what do you expect to accomplish right now? Um, I did like the IV. That the was bending cool. needle. That was cool. Um, so yeah, he they 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 go in there. They uh, they they give him the paddles and all that, and uh, they they're pumping him full of oxygen. Even though we've seen him survive in the vacuum of space, so you know, I think a lot of that was just a bunch of people trying to feel useful. Um, right. <laughs> I mean it. It feels like it's common knowledge that the sun recharges them. Didn't Lois kind of throw that out? I is think like so, one of the yeah. known facts. Like why is he indoors? Just lay right him now, out guy. in the park. Yeah. Like, just leave like, him there leave him there he's gonna be fine like put him on top of a building or something or like just arrange mirrors around him right you know there's a lot of things you could be doing that you're not doing right now archimedes death ray yeah like that sort of maneuver but instead they take him to the hospital and lois is super sad throughout this sequence like it's gotten clearer and clearer that like richard knows that like she's still into superman and isn't really into him and like she's settled poor fucking richard white like he's a good guy like he would raise that kid it would be totally fine um but no he 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 was totally down to be stuck with a super baby but whatever Um, he's got liz lemon now he does have liz lemon now that's pretty cool um and their cool star wars wedding um but yeah he uh instead offers to drive her to the hospital um so that she can go check on superman Mm -hmm. and uh yeah, then there's that scene that I was talking about earlier where they're stuck in traffic and uh, he says, I'll be right here. And then Lois shakes her head and it's like, no, she's going back to Superman, mm-hmm. which 
no man that's not how that works like you don't get to do that or if it is how it works let's have a conversation about how lois lane is not making good long-term decisions for herself right like let's talk about the self-destructive cycle of codependency these two people are stuck in (laughs) but we're not going to talk about that because superman's perfect and we should just all like him because he's superman and I mean, it, it feels uh, stealing a little bit from Kevin Smith because he's the main one I've heard say this. But there is the the point where if you use the first two movies as canon, he erased her memory of when they were together. So oh, there's yeah. a little bit of a, so when did we fuck <laughs> that we have a kid? I find that incredibly off-putting. <laughs> oh, that is a little bit weird. Yeah. 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 Like you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's gross. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> that makes me feel all bad. So was was there any line where she said you're not alone anymore? Like cuz he has a son? Like I thought I remember that line, but I didn't hear it anywhere in the movie. I don't think so. I mean, I must be thinking of something yeah, else. Yeah, she she makes some kind of speech to him, you know, I don't they say sometimes people can hear you when they're in super comas. Right, right. Um and then she says I forget exactly what she says to him there. Um I must be thinking of a different movie, but yeah, it's, it's I, I thought of, that line was like coming up as she was saying that. It probably is not to this movie's credit that I, I honestly can't remember a single thing about that speech. <laughs> um, do you? It's not much. Yeah. Uh, I know she kisses him and then looks back thinking like maybe that would have woken him up. And then little Jason runs up and kisses him. Um, and then they run out. And then, I, you know, later he's gone because now he's Superman again. And then the, the last scene of the fucking movie is him in this kid's bedroom. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, which was kind of a sweet scene. You know, he was kind of talking to him about like saying the same things that Jor-El said to him. The son becomes the father and the father. Like none of it really meant anything though. Right. Like that was what really kind of bugged me about a lot of these speeches was like no one was actually saying much of anything. You know, no one seemed to have a really clear point of view. It was just, he was just like, oh, you know, you're going to feel alone, but you'll see through my eyes and I'll see through your... Look, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like... I think what he was saying is I'm not going to actually be in your life, um, <laughs> but I'm going to watch you because that's what I do. As uh, many weekends as I can make it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he leaves and gives Lois the I'm always around and then he flies off into space and that's pretty much it. Um, so yeah, talking through it, like he, there is, there is a valid interpretation in this movie in which Superman is a horrible stalker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to admit that. Sure. On the internet. Um, (laughs) I know. It's forever now because it's on the internet. But I still... I still think until he goes to that fucking hospital, this Mm -hmm. wasn't that bad of a movie. Like, I I know you felt like it was a mess and everything, but like, when he's Superman, he's fucking Superman, dude! Like, he's catching the planes, and he's catching the people, and he's using his heat vision on the... Cl- it's awesome! I, there, there are good things about it. I just... Yeah. I think it's too long. It's It's got some issues. <laughs> it is too long. It is too long. Like, there's... there's the, And it, it feels throwbacky. It has that a sort of, like, episodic structure the same way, like, you know, like a Batman movie from, like, Batman Returns would. Structurally... Excuse me. Structurally, it feels similar to, like, Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Um... A movie that's also trying to do something interesting and has a whole lot of flaws. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, um, you know, if you're a Superman fan, 
this is Superman. Like, this is as Superman as we've ever gotten um, when he's rescuing people and running around and doing stuff. Like, he just feels so fucking Superman. Um, and he still feels more Superman to me than, like, Man of Steel Superman ever did. Do you think he should have shown up sooner? Like, I thought there was sort of text that allowed him to skip the origin story. And I looked, the first time you see the S as he's peeling it back, is it, like, the 35-minute mark? Uh, yeah. I mean, do you think it would have benefited from him showing up sooner? I think the main place where I would have trimmed it would have been on all, like, the Kryptonite Island back and forth shit. Like, I mean, I get that you want to have a big, cool rescue sequence, and I'd hate to lose that. But, like, I just wouldn't, I mean, sending, having everything happen out on this island is just not the best idea in the world. Like, and then having our all is lost moment be like, I mean, think, like, think about the back and forth. They figure out that Lois is out on the island. Richard and Clark uh, go out, or Richard and Superman go out there. Superman turns around to the city, does a bunch of cool shit, goes out to the island, gets stabbed, falls in the ocean, is on his way back to the city, gets out of the plane, goes, takes a solar bath, goes back to the <laughs> island. Like, there's so, it's like a lost episode. Right. Like, <laughs> like, no, just stay in a spot, guys. Like, why can't, uh, why can't Lois just pull the kryptonite dagger? Like, why can't they land on the island? Because she's like, sorry, Richard, I've made my choice. Um, and then she goes onto the island, pulls the kryptonite out of him, and then he gets up and takes a solar bath and goes then. Like, right there. I just saved you, like, five minutes, movie. <laughs> that was easy. Um, I'll say the, the end of the the lex Luthor arc it reminded me a little bit of um the first raimi spider-man yeah sort of the, as you're saying like there's so much going on and it's like it's it's a little bit confusing where when he lifts the the island out even though it was a like a big obviously climactic event to me it still had a tone of like oh that was the climax and it's over yeah yeah like a sort of like a weird pacing thing where it's kind of hard to keep track of exactly what they're getting at. Yeah. And then it's over before you realize it. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely felt... I mean, it, you thought it was over before you realized it, but then it, like, you know, Lord of the rings on us <laughs> right. and kept going for a long, long time. Like, cut out all that hospital shit. That doesn't need to be there. Right. Um, just go, you know, have him disappear for a while, have everybody say... Um, you know, oh, you know, we haven't seen Superman. Has he left again? And then uh, have him just show up again because he had to go, you know, rest up in the Fortress of Solitude because they're going to take better care of him anyway, you know? I mean, even if they want a nice nursing moment where someone takes care of, you know, our protector and it's, you know, he has a little moment to digest that he has a son and all that. Don't put him in a hospital gown. <laughs> well, couldn't couldn't they have done that in the helicopter? Totally could have done that in a helicopter. And they had a scene where they're, like, leaning over him and he's hurt. And Yeah. It was a better scene than the other one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, overall, pacing issues. Um, but if you're... Uh, and, and, and definitely does not serve the character like it should and misses a huge opportunity to tell a Superman story that's never been told before mm -hmm. about Superman behaving selfishly and getting called for it. Which would happen eventually. Like, I totally <laughs> buy it that he would be like, look, I put in my time. Like, I need to go do this. My people are out there. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I wanted was like, there's, there's this, uh, how much Doctor Who have you seen? Not a lot. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to spoil like a seven year old episode for you. Sure. But um, there's an, the last scene of the 10th Doctor. 
uh, he finds out, like, because you know how the doctor regenerates, mm-hmm. and each doctor, you know, when the, when the doctor basically is fatally wounded, he regenerates into a new uh, body, which is basically a way for them to be able to recast the role as actors age out of it and want to go do other stuff. Mm-hmm. But he also gets a new personality. And the 10th doctor in particular says, like, even, you know, though I walk away, like, it feels like dying. You know, some other man walks away in my clothes, and he really didn't want to go. Um, in fact, that's the last thing he says is I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this scene and the doctor's always been, you know, magnanimous and I'm going to save all the humans. There's something kind of Superman about him, mm-hmm. but he's clever about it instead of lifting things. <laughs> um, and he figures out that he's this one guy has gotten himself stuck in a chamber and like basically the only way to get him out is for the doctor to let himself die. And he looks at him and the old, this old guy who's stuck there is like, oh, no, you should just leave me. And the doctor actually says, yeah, you know what? I should because you're an old man. Your life is almost over. But I could have been so much more. But this is my reward. This is what I get. And then he kind of like mans up for a second and says, I've lived too long. And then he walks in there and says, you know, no, this would be my honor. And then he, you know, takes one for the team and all that stuff happens. But mm-hmm. the fact that you have that moment of seeing of his garden in Gethsemane uh, moment where he's like, no, like this isn't fucking fair. This mm-hmm. sucks. Like I would have loved that scene. I would have loved to have, you know, Lois saying all that stuff and Superman say, look, I'm from a dead civilization. <laughs> I think I'm allowed to take a little time off of saving all of your collective asses right. to go out and reconnect with my people who might be lost. Like, maybe they're in trouble. Maybe it's time for me to save them. Like, there are all these things he could have said. <laughs> Just because they... I set high expectations early on. Yeah, can't exactly. assume. <laughs> I mean, would you have liked that scene? Like, what, what do you think of that going in that direction with it? You're you're saying like in the beginning of the movie when it comes back that being an issue or toward the end? Um, at any point, really. I mean, I think it's an interesting theme in general, certainly. Yeah. And they the movie seems to want that to be the theme, mm-hmm. but then it just doesn't do anything with it. And I that I get yeah that that's all I'm saying is like I really really wish it had because that's that's something no one's ever looked at with Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know I I do kind of want to watch Superman like have that moment of like no like I sometimes I get to have things for me his last last temptation of Christ yeah yeah and then we watch him make the other decision of like Mm -hmm. no I'm not gonna it's exactly last temptation of Christ actually it's the same fucking thing (laughs) (laughs) Um, which is a great movie um, and a great book Um, but you know he doesn't uh, Jesus never really lifts anything heavy so I can't (laughs) recommend it (laughs) I thought Brandon Routh was good Hmm. Uh, yeah Brandon Routh is actually really good I think he's an awesome clark kent mm-hmm. like one of my favorite things about uh the old superman movies is the way that christopher reeve nails the dichotomy between the two guys i think christopher reeve is a much better superman i think they're about equal clark kent's hmm. like i really really like like the way the way brandon routh would just be like swell or like wave at you <laughs> right, goofy right. from the other side of the room <laughs> like what a doofus <laughs> like, like i i know it's sort of part of the charm and it's part of the idea that he's he's sort of so good at playing these two personalities. He doesn't need yeah. like a, a big physical difference. Um, I mean, I, I understood the charm and it never really bothered me. It seemed a little over the top in this movie that it's sort of like five years to the day. They both come back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the comics, the same thing happened when like when Superman got killed by doomsday mm-hmm. and then he came back like, and he had, uh, he had long hair and then Clark shows up again and now he's got a ponytail mm-hmm. and like, no one says anything. Cause they're like, Oh yeah, we thought Clark was among the dead from the doomsday attack, but it turns out he wasn't. <laughs> 
Yeah. They I just mean, found him I in guess a refugee. If it's, I guess if it's from the comics, that's a little more leeway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just something you got to deal with because it's Superman. Like, yeah. you I know. just thought it was funny that it was the day. Yeah, like, to the <laughs> fucking day. Lois was saved by Superman and came back to the office to find Clark waiting for her. Like, yeah, like, how are you not putting this together? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's strange credulity, but, you know, you, you gotta... You, 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 I mean, that's, that's one of the things that I, I just feel like is important to... The character is maintaining a little bit of that stylization of the universe. Like, Superman should exist in a slightly anachronistic, slightly goofy universe. Like, Mm -hmm. just a little bit. Like, tonally about where this universe is. Mm -hmm. You know, people can still have high-stakes, dramatic things happen, but, like, there are some things we're just going to accept because it lets us tell a fun story. You know, I don't need Superman to exist in the Dark Knight world. Right, right. I'm not really interested in that story. I was going to ask, did you see the the Comic-Con... Batman v Superman stuff. I saw the stills. I don't think they've released the teaser yet. I mean, I saw it when it was like shitty cell phone footage for a mm, minute. Okay. Uh, but I just thought it was interesting that it, it looks like a complete departure from what Man of Steel looked like. I assume where it looked like they were going Nolan verse, like mm-hmm. sort of gritty. And now they're going like Miller verse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's sort of weird. Because Batman is straight up dressed like Batman from Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> well, and just the like, it's all silhouette based and the glowing eyes. Like I, I didn't get that impression from Man of Steel at all. Yeah, Man of Steel. I mean, so does it seem like a, they're changing course? Like, am I wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Man of Steel is so fucking tonally confused anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Like it, it just doesn't know what kind of movie it wants to be. Um, or maybe it does, and I just hate that movie. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think Man of Steel has enough of an aesthetic to really say <laughs> um, the way the way that like uh, Dark Knight does um, or, or any of the Nolan verse stuff. I mean, that said, like, I mean, you can hold up a picture of uh, a, a still of Superman from Man of Steel and see that they've just color timed the shit out of his costume. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, even like seeing the set pictures uh, coming out right now of Henry Cavill on set, like the Superman costume looks so much brighter just when you snap a picture of it with a cell phone than it does in the movie mm-hmm. because they just mute the shit out of it the crush the yeah. inventor for 300 <laughs> yeah oh that's that's exactly what it is isn't it yeah yes i think it's a thing that like it, it splits out the contrast so it's like super blown out or completely absent of color like it's a weird process they put it through it's a dumb process <laughs> it's a bad process <laughs> yeah. um yeah so i don't know i think you know i'm, I'm probably gonna go see batman v superman like i'm I imagine most of us will. I, I hate that about myself, but <laughs> I probably will. Um, I still think this is a better movie than Man of Steel, though. Um, I'm interested for you to watch Man of Steel so you can you can tell me I'm wrong or right. <laughs> I mean, neither one of them is really good. This one has problems, but... Right. Like I said, if you're a Superman fan, I mean, at, at least he doesn't fight Richard Pryor in this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got a lot of glory shots of the cape slowly flowing in the wind and stuff so yeah that's good um i think that i think i think we've uh we've beat this super horse dead on kryptonite island <laughs> um, so uh what are we watching next week uh so i was thinking too i don't know if you've seen either of them but uh, i saw Snowpiercer. oh i, I just saw Snowpiercer. Oh, okay so okay. we can watch that one again and um what was the other one i had in mind Fuck, I was just thinking it. I really like Snowpiercer. <laughs> and, Speaking uh, of... This movie's ridiculous and awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I 
it's a whole long discussion we could have, but uh, mm-hmm. I was thinking that or a bad lieutenant too. I've been meaning to do forever. Uh, Portocol, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've never seen it. Okay, um, so um, Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. All yeah. right. And in the meantime, I'll watch Bad Lieutenant, uh, Portocol, New Orleans, <laughs> um, because I've I've heard it's quite good. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> is it like really good or is it? It's like it's not straightforward good of just like I could send anybody to go watch it, but it is genuinely amazing. Okay. Like it's it's not bad so by accident actu- or anything oh, like okay. that. Okay, so yeah. it is an actual good film. It's Werner Herzog like making a cop movie like you've never seen. <laughs> okay, I'll right. I'll watch it, but not this time. <laughs> this time I'm going to watch Snowpiercer again. Excellent. Um, cool. All right, I think that does it for this week. Um, until next week. Uh, sign off phrase. <laughs> Thanks, everybody.